0: Today on episode number 59 of the Marketing Musician Podcast, we're getting educated that's right, you heard me, about copyright issues with Paul Vogelzang. It might seem like a lot to make it happen today, but give it all you got, and you just might find your way. Just make the music, and you can choose to. Make that dope, watch that fan base grow and grow, so many tools you can use, so tell the world that's what you're going to do, do it yourself,
1: you can't lose, who can spread the word, nobody better than you. You're listening to the Marketing Musician Podcast at marketingmusician.com.
0: All right, hello, you marketing maniacs. It is I, uh, your smiling host, Jim and Dave Jackson, author of the book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement. You can find it out at Amazon. Just go out there, get your band out of the basement. It'll come right up. It's like couch change, people. Support the show. I know you're like, why should I support the show? Who are you? I'm your buddy, Dave Jackson, and this is The Marketing Musician, where we help you get more fans, more music sales, more more gigs. We help you harness the power of the internet. And today, we're going to kind of break format a little bit. I've got a great interview with Paul Vogelzang, and this is a guy. This is the interview starts off a little weird. I was actually interviewing Paul for the School of Podcasting. He was actually part of a very successful podcast called the Mommy Cast back in the day that got a six-figure advertising deal for their podcast. Amazing. And while he was on the phone, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm also involved in this Copyright Alliance." So, with that said, here is my interview with Paul Vogelzang from the Copyright Alliance. Well, let's talk about the other thing you're involved with, which is the Copyright Alliance. Uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so this is this is a passion too, certainly just like podcasting. Um, in addition to uh, you know, kind of being a podcaster, my wife is an artist. Um, She's a a dancer and a choreographer and she runs a nonprofit group and, and, and I've watched, you know, how hard she works as well as how hard all of the other artists, musicians, authors, you know, filmmakers, uh, you know, songwriters, you know, all, you know, all work so, so very hard on, on their art and, and their, their creativity. And, and, and yet many of them um, are unfamiliar uh, with what they need to do, you know, to kind of protect their creative work. And so the Copyright Alliance, which is a, a nonprofit organization, and, and I've, only, I've really only been working there. So my, so my move, you know, from kind of podcasting was to go into uh, working for a, uh, a wonderful uh, nonprofit organization that, that, you know, connects all of these creative people together. Uh, as well as uh, provide some resources about how to uh, understand, you know, kind of the value of uh, of protecting their work and, and what copyright means to them. And uh, so I've been, I've been busy doing that and helping artists now for, you know, about six months. And uh, I love it. You know, I, I love, I love the, the, the artistic temperament. I don't really have a, uh, artistic side to me at all, other than I just appreciate it. And, and I love music and I love, uh, you know, all of those, uh, forms. And so I, I want to help these artists, you know, uh, you know, off, get off to the right, you know, kind of start in their creative career or help them protect what they've already created.
0: Well, that's, that was going to be my question for those that aren't protecting themselves. What do you think is the, the probably biggest way they're, they're being abused?
1: I think piracy, you know, Dave, is is just you know rampant, and and I think you know there are always two sides to to every issue. But I, I see some of these, and I'll just tell you a personal one. Uh, you know, um, so when Gretchen and I first met, um, she was in graduate school, and she was uh, um, she has a she has a an MFA in uh, uh, ballet and uh, kinesiology. And, and so when we met, um, and we'd been dating for probably about, you know, four or five months and, um, she created a ballet, a pas de deux, uh, uh, a duet, um, about our relationship. And, um, she, uh, cast two undergrad students in the role, uh, you know, of the, the male dancer and the female dancer. And, uh, at one point the, the, uh, um, and, and, and she performed this ballet, called the Edge of Liberty, at her faculty dance concert, and she won. And the male ballet dancer, a great, great young man, he also danced for a ballet company in Los Angeles. And the artistic director asked him, uh, you know, what he was working on, and he showed him, he showed the artistic director, uh, several of these uh, steps and several of the choreography from, from Gretchen's Ballet. And it was then adopted by this uh, uh, this artistic director. (laughs) And so, um, and Gretchen was completely unaware and Mm -hmm. Gretchen didn't have the resources to really protect herself. And so, you know, at that point and, um, and this ballet company now for all intents and purposes owns, you know, Gretchen's ballet, the Edge of Liberty. And for Gretchen to perform it ever again, uh, she needs permission, you know, from, from that dance company. And it's, it's unfortunate that that happened, but that's a very personal example of somebody who, you know, it was just unaware, you know, they just, you know, she just, she's busy creating. She just didn't know quite what to do, uh, you know, at that time. Um, and, uh, and it just, it just kind of got away from her. And I, and I think, you know, that's not at all unique. You know, I think there are other artists out there that just, you know, whether they're recording a song or whether they're, you know, maybe taking a photograph or creating a painting or something and, and, and somehow, you know, that step to to protect themselves just isn't the one that they they take, and as a result, you know their work can can somehow get away from them. And I think that you know film in, and and music too, in in this day and age with technology being what it is, you know can get shared and copied in a in a perfect way. You know it's not it's not like you know when I was a kid where we could you know maybe tape something off the radio and so it was a second or third generation kind of version these right. are first generation versions and and I think that that sharing you know dilutes the artist's choice in how they want to share it and I think that's that's really you know kind of the the big issue as far as I'm concerned that uh, some of it certainly is is money in the pocket of artists absolutely but I think more importantly it's it's removing the artist's ability to make a choice about sure. where and with whom and how they want to share their creativity.
0: Well, I know some people say, well, as long as I have a recording of it, it's kind of a, a poor man's copyright. You'd mentioned that, that Gretchen had shown, you know, this other person, um, mm-hmm. her, her ballet. Couldn't she then go back and say, look, I've got a recording of this from, you know, whatever, January, and this came out, you know, the following year? Or is it just a case of doing that is just so incredibly expensive to to drag into court or whatever that the average person, if they don't have all the, you know the the proper you know things in place to protect themselves, it's just a lost cause. Or, or?
1: yeah, you're right. The, the latter is is correct. It, it is a very expensive process without you know kind of some of those early steps in place, and I think there there's that. And then the other big issue too, is timing, you know, um, mm-hmm. if something is, uh, you know, appropriated, you know, and, and, uh, and then, and then performed and, and done and done again and again and again, there's almost a certain, you know, um, uh, life that, 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 you know, that comes with that. And, and, and in some cases, there's even a statute of limitations on, you know, kind of the timing behind some of these things. So, So I think it was a combination of things for Gretchen. I mean, I think she just was unaware number one, but I think number two, she just didn't have the resources. Um, even when she found out about it, you know, she just didn't have, you know, kind of the, the resources to to go and take some of the aggressive steps. Um, but I think again, that's, that's a, that's, that's commonplace, you know, Mm -hmm. that, you know, we, we hear all of these wonderful, wonderful stories of very, very, very successful artists, but, for every one of them there's 10 15 20 that you know are are really you know kind of still down in the trenches trying to trying to make it you know and and it's it's that group that really needs you know kind of the, the assistance of what of what copyright can bring to them
0: and is that where the the copyright alliance comes into play just connecting you know artists musicians however you're creative with mm-hmm. the resources to then better protect
1: yourself Sure. Yeah. It's a lot of that, a lot of that work. I think, you know, um, you know, much of it is education, you know, much of it is trying to, um, uh, you know, just teach, you know, here's, you know, here, here is, you know, the, the possible ramifications that can come from, you know, properly, you know, kind of, uh, you know, documenting and, and, uh, you know, copywriting your work. And then I think it's it's making sure that, you know, to plug um, those artists into the right resources on a local basis so that they they can get that work done. And and, and there are websites that they can even go to and, you know, go, I mean, literally you know, free government-related websites that they can go and use to very, very easily, you know, kind of protect themselves. So a lot of it is just simply you know, kind of explaining and educating people about what this means.
0: Well, I see on your website you have things like uh, YouTube content idea, must for every indie filmmaker or musician. Uh, you do have links right out to the, the you know, the government copyright things, mm-hmm. uh, a guide to successful advertising photography. So you have a lot of great resources out here. Um, do you have any kind of stories of people who have put this into place and then later have said, boy, i sure I'm glad I did that?
1: Yeah, we, we, we do. You, you know, and, and thanks for, for going to the website. We we have several of those where, you know, uh, photographers have, uh, uh, you know, protected themselves with the right copyright, you know, kind of provisions and, and, and steps. And they've been able to control their images where, you know, the image might be used for a purpose that they might not, uh, you know, a, a social purpose, maybe that they might not agree with. And, um, And so I think those are, those are real examples. Um, a a very good friend of mine, as a matter of fact, and his, his story is, is on the website. You know, he, he really found that, uh, you know, with some of his photography, um, it was getting misused and, 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 you know, used for, you know, commercial purposes. Um, and you know, he, he wasn't seeing, you know, any compensation whatsoever, you know, And, and he's, he's a trained, you know, Uh, a professionally trained photographer, you know, with years of, uh, you know, kind of education behind him, a real investment in his craft, you know, and, and I know a little bit about you and I I know the work that you do, you know, on behalf of musicians. And, you know, I mean, oftentimes you'll find, you know, musicians that are going to, you know, Berkeley school of music, or they're, you know, they're going to really, you know, well-regarded, Uh, you know, kind of musical training programs, making real investments in themselves. And, um, and so that investment, you know, needs to be, you know, certainly personally recouped in some way. And again, I'm not necessarily even talking about a financial, you know, kind of recoupment. I'm just referring to just, you know, just from an emotional standpoint, people, this is, this is their lives. And so they want to see, you know, it come about in a way that they can, you know, have a choice about, you know, have some control over where it's going and, you know, and I think that's the those, are the those are the real examples.
0: Well, and I think even if we go back to the days of, of Napster, and I know Metallica yeah. got so much flack about it, but that was really their big beef was like, look, we just want to have some say in what happens with our music. And with Napster, it just took all the control out of any artist's hands. And my, my favorite is as a musician, I, I had a, a CD for sale, and I sold it right to a person on the stage. And his friend was standing right next to him, and he said, "Oh man, I forgot my wallet uh, and all my cashes at home, whatever it is." And his friend just looked at him and said, "That's right, I'll burn you a copy." And he's standing two feet in front of me. And I just went, <laughs> "Well, there's ten bucks I'll never get."
1: You know? Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, Dave. I know. I mean, that's just exactly it, you know. And it it is just um, it is a uh, a common thing. And I think you you brought up you know Metallica. I think if if they could go back and do it over, they, they probably would, yeah. you know, maybe emphasize a few different things. But I think you're right. I think that's, that was their big point was that, look, you know, we're happy that, you know, that people want to record our shows when they come to our live shows. We're happy that, you know, they're doing that. but But let us, you know, have some control over, you know where that's going and who that's being shared with. And once you inject this kind of technological process into it, I mean, I think I've even heard Lars say, you know, you know, not that I know him personally, but I mean, I've heard him interviewed, you know, when he has said, you know, the technology behind it changed the whole dynamic. And that's when it really made a big, big difference in terms of, uh, you know, kind of their sales, their record sales. And I think that's, that, you know, that, that's a living for those people, you know, and that's a living for a lot of other people that aren't necessarily even on stage, you know. That's the, you know, the guy that's, you know, pressing the CDs and his family and, and the the woman who is the music producer and her family and all of those other, you know, kind of peripheral, you know, folks that are responsible for that.
0: Well, a lot of people don't realize that, that, you know, when you, when you take money away from the music industry... It's it's the recording engineer. It's the it's the lawyer that drew up the contract. It's the there's just it just trickles down over and over and over. And um, I just watched an interview. It was Henry Rollins interviewing Gene Simmons. So you have two very people that are very assertive and not afraid to uh, to state their mind. And Gene Simmons probably the most animated i've seen him cuz he's always so kind of statuesque i guess and he just said yeah. he he just said your fans shall we say um hurt you i don't think he said hurt though and uh they've they've ruined themselves <laughs> and they've ruined the industry there is no music industry and and i look at that one, you know he kind of has a, a point there a little bit i think we all got a little short sighted with uh, hey look i can download everything i ever wanted and yeah. uh so what would you say to those people that are like, "Look, man, music should be free, man. It's art. Is uh, is that just it the fact that look, if we I think we're going to end up with we getting what we we're going to get what we pay for in the end. Cuz if, yeah. if people can't make a living at this, they're not going to do it.
1: Right. And so what you're going to see is, you know, um, you know, a real, you know, a, a kind of a an industry that is you know, very you know, one-sided, you're not going to, you know, some of the new artists that are so important to to music and, and, and some of the ones that we love to kind of share and be, you know, be the person to introduce, you know. You know, I remember when I was a boy, the, the first time I heard Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes, I just... Yeah, you know, it was like, wow, I just, I wanted to share that with all of my friends and they were kind of new and they were really, you know, very hot and, and there's uh, that Jersey sound. And I just thought this is, this is so cool. I think, you know, if, if those artists aren't going to be able to make it in their craft, then we're going to lose possibly that, you know, that, you know, that element, that voice, you know, that, that, that music might, might not, you know, be with us. And, I don't think that all music will go away. Certainly. Uh, you know, I'm not an extremist in that way at all, but I do believe that, you know, it's going to influence the kind of music maybe that's made. And I think that's sad, you know, that, that does take away the artist's creativity then at some point, you know, then they feel like I've only got to make this kind of music because this is exactly the, you know, this is exactly the direction that the industry is going. And so the only way I'll be able to survive and that may, Dilute their voice elsewhere, and I and I think that's too bad.
0: Well, and and the other aspect is everybody complains because concert tickets are so expensive, and it's like, well, it used to be you would, you know, you would make a living kind of, or you would make a chunk of change on the recording and the actual CD itself and CD sales, and then your tour would bring in an additional income. Now, you know, the money you're losing on the the music, you you basically you you live a to tour. And you just create the CD to give you something to, to tour on, and that's why T-shirts yeah. are forty bucks, and you know tickets are <laughs> right. you know eighty. And that's why Pat Benatar is charging you three hundred dollars so you can look at her you know microphone stand.
1: So <laughs> right. right, exactly. And so I think it just it does you know it really does have an impact on you know the the kind of uh, uh, industry that we have in it at a time when you know the economy is still reeling in lots of places, you know, lots of, lots of Ohio businesses are are hurting. Lots of businesses in the, in the Midwest are hurting still. And on, on both coasts. And, and I think you've got to say to yourself, well, what's the, you know, what's the peripheral, you know, kind of fallout if, if we, if we lose, you know, some of this creative industry, you know, and, and, and I think that's, that's sad, especially in a, in a time when the economy is so soft, you know, that the last thing we need to do is not support a creative industry in this country that for so long has been, you know, the hallmark of, of, you know, kind of, uh, uh one of the industries to emulate throughout the world. Certainly we don't have a corner on that market, you know, internationally, but we do it very, very well. And, um, and so why, do things to not you know why not do things to protect in other words, why you know from a positive statement, you know why not do things to protect that industry in a way that's you know fair to all right and 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 I think that brings up you know a lot of questions, but still, I think you know we do need to look at it in that way
0: well, if I'm a musician, if I'm an artist, you know, and I come out to your website or or what should be the first thing i I want to look into? It's a good
1: place to I start think the, yeah, I think the very first place to start is to, you know, is to kind of read a little bit about, you know, the the history of, of what's going on with, you know, kind of this subject. And, you know, you look at, you know, and by history, you know, I'm not talking about like ancient history. I'm talking about like, you know, Marvin Gaye and Robin Thicke history. You know, I'm talking about like, um, you know, what... Um, you know, some of these artists that have, that have come along and, and, and what they've said about it. And so if you go to our website, you'll see, you'll see lots of artists commenting on it. Uh, one of the websites that we work very closely with that, again, you'll find uh, is a link right off of Copyright Alliance's, is, is the website CopyHype, copy, Hype, uh, H-Copy, C-O-P-Y, Hype, H-Y-P-E. And, and that website gives very much a, a good kind of perspective on, you know, this this subject of, you know, once, you know, once Napster really, you know, uh, you know, became a foothold in the industry and all of the subsequent versions of that kind of technology, you know, what's that meant to artists? And I think that would be, that's a really good place to, you know, kind of be educated because then you get this real idea of the impact that, that this technology you know, potentially can have, and it's the technology. It's not, it's not, I don't want to come off as being, you know, anti-technology that that's not it at all. I, I love the technology. Obviously I was a podcaster, you know, right. I'm like, I'm like you, but I do see that, you know, if it's used, um, recklessly, you know, I think it can really damage some of these, uh, these artists' livelihoods. And I think that history is what I'm really referring to
0: very cool. Well again that website is copyrightalliance.org and uh Paul I want to thank you so much for taking time to uh talk to me for a bit. I I've really uh I know I'm I'm just as I've been listening and and kind of going over this I've just kind of briefly just touched what's on your website. And there are a copy hype and illusions of more and all sorts of other great uh, resources that I see here that I'm like, I'm going to have to dig into this. This is uh you, you have my attention. So you, have a, you officially have a new reader. So.
1: Um, oh, good. Well, thanks, Dave. Uh, it's so nice you know, and congratulations on everything that you're doing in the school of podcasting and all the great work that you do. So, I mean, I really, I really mean that. You, you've, you've actually, you've had me for a while, so I'll continue to stay present and accounted for with uh, all
0: that you're doing. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right. And as I said, that cop, that, that copyright, that website is copyrightalliance.org. I'll have links to everything that we talked about out in the show notes. Go to marketing com forward slash five, nine. We will be back real soon with another episode of the marketing musician podcast. We'll be playing snippets from my book and things like that if you want to hear it. would love to hear what you would like to talk about. You can call in your comments. It's 888-563-3228. You can uh, email me, Dave, at marketingmusician.com. You can leave a comment out at the blog at marketingmusician.com. And uh, there's also a little microphone button out there if you want to uh, contact us. would love to hear from you. And, uh, you know, I always like to uh, leave you with this quote, and that is, for those who have money, there is therapy. I had to think about this one for a second. And for the rest of us, though, that don't, there is music that helps heal, that helps take the pain away, that helps us escape life at times and give us the strength to see another day. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. God bless music. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Marketing Musician Podcast.